Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Friday, August the 20th, 2021, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter Into Action on page 80, and we'll be reading and sharing on the first paragraph that begins before taking drastic action. Today's readers, and thank you for your service, Christine G. for the 12 Steps, Katie G. for the Traditions, Lisa B., Dara L., our readers, our newcomer greeter, Rick J., and our second hour host is Matt J. F. The reference numbers for yesterday Thursday, August the 19th, 2021, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 17,593. That's 17593. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 17,594. That's 17594. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Christine G. to please read the 12 steps. Okay, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admit it, we are powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. 
Thank you, Christine G. And I'll now ask Katie G. to please read the 12 traditions. Hey, Lisa. Good morning, Katie G. Recovered in Boston. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. That's my line. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the, the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest money, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Katie G., for reading the 12 traditions. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book on page 80 in the chapter Into Action, and we'll be reading and sharing on the first paragraph that begins before taking drastic action. And Lisa B., will you please begin reading? Yes, good morning. My name is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Before taking drastic action, which might implicate other people, we secure their consent. If we have obtained permission, have consulted with others, ask God to help, and the drastic step is indicated, we must not shrink. Wow, there's a lot of direction there. Um, I just looked up that word shrink. Move back or away, especially because of fear or disgust. And, you know, I can 
start thinking in my head and start thinking, I'm not going to need to do that. You know, it's, it's okay. I'm not going to need to do that. Um, anytime self, you know, self is the enemy. Self-reliance is the enemy for me. Well, for all of us, really. Um, um, that's me shrinking, but you know, I'm doing it in a sneaky way. I'm, I'm minimizing it and I'm justifying it. And, um, but I know that my, my, my hope lies in that getting a new experience, a relationship with power, you know, God, that's who I call my higher power. And it's saying before taking any drastic action, I don't want to just do it on my own because that's me relying on self. I need to go to God for help. And I need to consult with others. And I need to secure the consent of others if they're involved if they are going to be affected by this i need to go over all that with the people i'm going to for some direction in prayer and then talk talk about it. i can't be impulsive like we read the other day um um i don't know i just really felt led to talk about how i have to remember what why i'm doing all this it's because my only hope is getting a relationship, a new experience. Having a spiritual experience is the hope. It's not about the big book. It's not about a wonderful meeting and a great sponsor and a great food plan. Really, my hope is in that experience with God. And um, oh, I just also wanted to say that, you know, my heart sometimes will con- I'll have a heavy heart. I'll know that there's an amends I need to make. And I'll just say, I'm never, I can't do that. You know, either I need to go to someone um, and it'll just weigh on me and eventually I'll eat over that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is the hope and faith and grace of my higher power that's there. You know, that's my disease that says to me, this is too big. I'm not going to be able to do it or I won't do it. That's my disease. But on the other end of that is optimism, hope, faith, and trust, and the belief, I see it working for you, you know, and knowing that God's grace is going to be there no matter what happens, that I'm placing God on that throne, not how other people see me, not on, on you know, whatever. God's got to be number one. And anything I put before my higher power, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose myself in the process. So there are specific directions here. And um, that's what I have to pay attention to. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I look forward to hearing everyone else. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might be able to share their experience too. So if you shared on any of the meetings on Wednesday or Thursday, please hold back. Um, who would like to share on what was read today? Christine G. Roz G. Roz G. Rachel K. Rachel K. Melissa C. Melissa C. Reva P. Reva P. One more. Y'all have been so kind. Okay. I'll tell you what I have. I have Christine G. Roz G. Rachel K. Melissa C. and Reva P. Christine G., you're up, followed by Roz.
Christine, star one. We can't hear you. I'm sorry about that. Am I on now? Can I be yeah. heard? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, before taking drastic action, we need to consider other people and secure their consent. And um, I just find that it's so insightful and helpful when doing this because what we do, what I do in my life does affect others, and I've got to be aware of that. And um, this reminds me of that. And that's all I've got. I'm grateful to be here to claim my seat and thank everyone for their service. And this is a, a bright spot in um, a challenging world, that's for sure. So I thank you all for being here. Thank you, Christine G. And Roz G, you're up, followed by Rachel K. Good morning. Okay, thank you for your service. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And I circled the word before because as a person that has this disease, I would like, it, it is in, instant gratification, you know, shoving lots of sugary and flowery um, and comforting foods in my mouth is instant gratification. And then after, you know, I do the step work and I find out that I've harmed all these people, like, like in the previous year, what I've done in my life, how, how, how I affected other people, how my defects of character affect others. Uh, you know, I had, some, I had some amends to make and uh, I wanted to do it quickly, of course, to make myself feel better. Um, and so today I've learned, oh, well, first of all, asking God's help. When you ask God, God's help, you can't go wrong, you know. You just can't go wrong. Today in my life, um, I don't. I don't want instant gratification. Sometimes I do, but I realize that if I don't think, pray, and research and ask before I do something, I'm. Pro- I'm you know, I'm probably going to regret it. Whether it's making an amends, or you know, to, I don't have to make so many amends today because. I, do, I, I try to think before I act, but yes, as a human being, I still do that. But it's not as much as I used to. And, you know, there's some things that I need to do in my life today. I, I, I'd like to buy a new car. My car has a lot of miles on it. And, you know, in the past, I'd just go, go to the dealer and buy the car. And then I'd have years and years and years to make a payment. Of course, that's a type of amend. And... You know, this year I found out that the credit union I belong to has all this wonderful car service that, you know, I don't have to do all that. So I don't need the instant gratification of having to do something right now. I can, I can pray. I can ask for God's help. And it helps whether I'm making an amends or whether I'm whatever I'm doing in my life. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Roz G. And Rachel K., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Hi, this is Rachel K. from California. Um, well, Roz, you and the reader just stole my thunder because <laughs> you just said it so beautifully. Um, kind of what I was going to say is that it is my compulsive, impulsive nature to want to rush into things. And I, I, without consulting with somebody else and without, you know, checking it out with my higher power, um, 
you know, and, and, but my sick brain, addict brain says, oh, I got this one. No, I know how to do this right. I got it. I got it. No, no, I'm, you know, this, this is, I don't need to check this out. And, um, and that's because not only is the food part of the disease cunning, baffling, and powerful, but my ego and my pride part of the disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful and says, you, you got this one. Just, no, go ahead and make it. You don't need to check it out. And I do. I mean, even even at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm living 10, 11, and 12. By the grace of God, I've been recovered and haven't had to pick up the food for 21 years. But even today, I need to, you know, first of all, it's one day at a time. And I need to check it out with another human being. I need to do the amends. If it's, if it's a fairly major amends, I need to do it the way my sponsor told me how to do it originally. Get a 3x5 index card, not a 5x7, a 3x5, because it needs to be small, because my amends needs to be no more than can fit on that card, no more than three sentences. Write out my amends. Pray to God, ask somebody else, you know, read it to somebody else and cut, 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 edit, 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 because it needs to be short, sweet and to the point, because anything longer than a couple, three sentences is about, oh, don't be mad at me. This is why I did it. Please, please like me. Please like me. Please like me. And and as somebody said better than I did, um, it's not about pleasing other people. It's about pleasing God um, and, and living, you know, in communion with God. That's why I do this. Um, and, and so I do need to check it out with other people before rushing headlong into doing something that either might hurt the person whom I've harmed more or implicate somebody else or basically just be all about me, 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 be a selfish act, a self-seeking act um, to get me out of that, that fear of somebody out there doesn't like me, doesn't approve of me. So anyway, thanks for letting me share. Everybody have a blessed, beautiful, serene weekend. Thanks for doing service on this meeting, everybody who does, and I pass. Thank you, Rachel K. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Reva P. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service this morning, Lisa. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And, um, you know, the word drastic, um, like for me, drastic, it's my drug. It's how I, it's how I operated, you know, from my, all my schemes, all my ideas were of a drastic nature. And this part, you know, where I'm up to, um, where, you know, when I'm making amends, that's some of my defects that I'm looking to let go of, like that quick, impulsive, drastic behavior. And, you know, it makes me really think about how doing my amends, it's about changing. It's, you know, it's not about a sorry um, that gives you like a quick, fit, you know, a quick hit. Um, it's about change and then living in agreement with God's will for me, you know, which I know does not include taking my burden of guilt and, like, you know, doing something drastic and placing the weight of it on another person. 
And, you know, I had, um, like, I have a very concrete example of this. I um, had a certain way that I would take off days from work. We're allotted certain sick days, certain family days, certain personal days. And when my family days had run out, you know, I had young kids, I have a mom, I, you know, I would um, take them as sick days. And now, you know, working through the steps, I realized, okay, that's being dishonest and you can't do that. So then, you know, I started doing something else that, you know, this that's a pretty typical addict behavior. I, I'm dishonest by um, omission. I leave things out. So I would fill out, you know, um, online, we would fill out um, your reasons for taking the day off, and I would leave it blank. Now, I left it blank knowing that I have a, an incredible secretary in my building who would you know, oversee these things and see that it was blank. And she would kindly fill in whatever days I had more of left, and she would take it that way. And she asked me once, I came in after doing that, um, and she said, um, you know, you left it blank, so I checked off sick. And I said, yeah, I didn't check sick because I wasn't sick. And she said, but that's the only days you have left. And I said, I know, that's why I didn't check it. I can't be dishonest. And she said, oh, but I can lie for you? And I realized, holy smokes, that's what I've been doing. You know, I'm I'm making a change, and I'm making this person. I knew what she was doing, and I couldn't go in front of my boss because it would implicate her. It would mean she was she could lose her job and get in trouble. So the amend was, I change it. You know, I'm responsible, and I had to tell her, and I'm just finishing up. I had to tell her from here on out, I'll, I'll check it off myself, and I appreciate, you know, all that you've done in the past. Um, that's not drastic, you know. Um, that's living. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Reva P., you're up. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. And the words that are striking me this morning are before, if, and then shrink. And the befores and the ifs, you know, in all these four criteria, um, you know, um, getting consent, um, consulting with others, asking God for help, and making sure that the actual step is indicated um, reminds me, like others have shared, that this is not about exerting my will to fix things. Because, yeah, me too, as soon as I realize there's a problem, I want to hurry up and fix it. And when I think I know what I have to do, that's the time where I really need to consult with others and with God. And I need to be still and practice good judgment. This whole, like they keep repeating over and over, do not rush in with the amends. Do not rush. Do not go in by yourself. Consult with others. Consult with me, God over here. Um, constantly reminding because this book knows me. It knows I'm going to want to just fix, 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 tick off the boxes and move on. Um, and... Um, the word shrink, you know, this so applied when I did the direct amends. Um, but now when it comes to living amends, um, I just had an experience uh, with my mom. And, you know, the living amends is how I totally didn't appreciate this woman um, before program, um, her generosity, her selflessness, um, 
like my mother was just always there for me and I just was entitled, took it for granted. So I went to visit my mother uh, last week um, and I consulted with God and I did my step tens and there was a lot of fear and hesitancy um, because of the challenges involved in uh, my mother's in Montreal and I'm in Toronto. Um, And, you know, after all that, I wanted to shrink. I wanted to move back or away due to fear. Um, I got in the car and I wanted to go right back home. Um, And I am so grateful for this program. Um, I am so grateful for the power of God. I don't even know how I got there, but I did. And I was just able to be present and um, was guided to see my mother with God's eyes, see her with love, see the person beyond the limitations. Um, And um, it was miraculous and challenging. And I am so grateful for this program. I'm getting emotional. I don't have to shrink. I don't have to shrink because God gives me the power and the ability to do what I could never do on my own. I honestly don't know how this whole thing was possible. Um, so I am so grateful. Putting down the food is like the, you know, step zero. But doing the step work, we do what we could never, ever do on my own strength. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And before I take some more um, names for sharing, just a reminder that we are on page 80, Into Action, and we're reading and sharing on the first paragraph that begins before taking drastic action. So who else would like to share this morning? Linda R. Linda R. Charles H. Charles H. Jen A. Jen A. Michelle O. Sorry, hang on. Um, I got Michelle O. Somebody A. Freya, is that was was that it? Yes, Freya H. Freya H. Oh, Freya H. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Nancy L. Oh, I heard. I think I heard Nancy L. But there was somebody before Nancy. Mati M. Mati, Mati M. Okay, let's stop there. Hopefully, I think we'll have time. I have Linda R., Charles H., Jen A., Freya H., Michelle O., Mati M., and Nancy L. So, Linda R., please share with us. Linda, press star one. We can't hear you. Hi, can you hear me now? I can. Hello? Thank you. Go ahead. Hi, Linda R. Recovered in North Carolina. Thanks so much for your service and everyone on the line. This reading really hit me today. You know, the word extreme, the drastic action. You know, I've been in program for many years and um, have had long-term abstinence. And recently, you know, I have made most of my amends. I made core amends, but things are starting to come up now. Uh, different levels are starting to be uncovered. And that's the process of this step work. Anyway, my sister just passed away in October, and I didn't speak to her for 15 years. She wasn't well mentally. And I had, you know, step nine, it tells you to make a direct amends, except whenever 
possible would injure them or others. Well, all these years I was pushing and pushing. I wanted her to talk to me. I kept calling and calling. My mother had asked me to stay in touch before she died, and I felt it was my moral obligation. But what happened recently was I realized what was my side of the street. She passed away, and I've been going through a lot of grief, but I'm also in an amends state. I'm in a living amends, and I made a direct amends to her. I took her picture out. I had a whole conversation with her, and I asked her to forgive me because I was wrong. I never saw my side of it, how injurious it was for me to push my will on her when she didn't want my will. She did not want me in her life, and although she had mental illness, it was still quite clear that I was not in alignment with the principle of my program, which was integrity, and I wasn't being honest. So I just worked on this like I've been a lot of grief for the loss, but however, I am so grateful because I'm able to clear my side of the street now because God let it surface that I needed to stop doing this. This was really injurious. It was injurious to her and it was injurious to me. So I really wanted to share that because that was kind of like a spiritual awakening. And right now, I just want to tell you that I do have COVID. I don't know how I got it. I had my vaccination. And I'm in the house recovering, and it's just given me a lot of time to really sit with myself and all of these wonderful awarenesses that the program has given me. And thank God my food is down, and I'm able to get God's clear message as a vessel in this program. So I love the eighth and ninth step, and I love the word drastic, because right now I'm really working on the opposite of extreme to just be at peace and serenity that the program says. Remember, it says chaos. Through the chaos, I'm still serene. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Linda R. And Charles H., you're up, followed by Jen A. Charles, we can't hear you. Star one. Oh, I am so sorry. I'm making amends for that. I, I like there I you are. The pause button. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service. Um, so, uh, you know, sometimes we hear some nourish and sometimes it comes from me and sometimes it comes from others, right? But I, I would like to just clear up something real quick that, you know, part of the amends process on page 77, it says confess our ill feeling, right? Also on 79, it says um we suggested that he write his first wife admitting his fault. Then on the beloved uh, page 164 that we hear, 100, you know, maybe 365 days, well, minus this, you know, over 300 times a, a, a year, um, it says, it says, uh, it says we admit to God and our fellows. We hear this at every meeting, three times a day, right? And, and, and yet still people say, oh, you don't have to do that. Then then you're not doing an amend. But anyway, back to the paragraph, page 80. Like, like I, I tell you, I, I ask God, but I ain't asked none of y'all. I ain't asked my sponsor. I ain't asked nobody else. I forgive you without an apology. Spiritual aggression. I forgive you without an apology because I don't need the hit. I don't need the text, that a boy, that sounds great. I don't need all of that. I just need approval from my higher power. I don't need your, your texts and all that. I'm doing this because my life is on the line. I am. <laughs> Yesterday I went to see my spiritual mother 
And she was like, not now. And I, I felt some type of way. So, you know, it sucks, but I got to make an amends to her. It sucks, but I got to do it. I'm not doing it because um, I want to be some uh, a bleeding deacon. No, I'm an elder statesman, right? This, this thing can go on without me. This thing can run without me. So I'm so grateful for these spiritual principles and these spiritual aggressions. And, like, you know, if people say things that don't um, match with the big book, just disregard it because this is a big book study. So we talk about the big book and the ingredients and the instructions in the big book so that we can get well, so we can help other people get well. And with that, I will pass. Have a blessed weekend, everybody. Thank you, Charles H. And Jen A., you're up, followed by Freya H. Thanks so much for leading the meeting this morning. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Drastic, drastic, drastic. My behavior was pretty drastic before um, I got to this place. You know, I was either playing the victim for me, Jen Marie, right, or I was being a persecutor and I was blaming others. Or I was trying to rescue everybody, everybody, right, like I had this superhero cape on. And that created the drama in my life, and that um, caused harm to others. And now here I'm cleaning up that drama, that mess that I've created. And I'm praying and asking for God to give me the strength and the direction to do the right thing, no matter what the consequences might be. That's what these pages are telling me. You know, and this drastic action that I have to take, you know, I'm making a specific statement of what I did to the person specific, not just hemming and hawing around what, you know, oh, well, at one point in time, no, I'm saying it. And then I'm acknowledging that it's wrong and that I harm them. And then I'm assuming that responsibility. And then I'm admitting that I regret that I did it. And I'm committing not to repeat that behavior again to the best of my human ability, right? And then I'm asking, I'm asking that person, is there anything that you'd like to ask me, or would you like to share your side of this, right? Because if I'm really, really wanting to clear up that side of the street, I got to make sure that I know exactly the harm I created. And there were amends that I had to make that I really didn't know all the things that I did. And my coworker told me, she's like, when you walk in here in the morning and it's an event day, she goes, I want to run and hide from you because you're the meanest, most dictative person that I've ever met. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I, she just let me have it. And, you know, Bill talks about the boomerang um, back in his story and how it um, is going to cut you and shred you to ribbons. And what you put out there, Jennifer, is what you're going to come back. And I've experienced that in this program. That karma is real, and it's happened in my life. And it continues to happen. And when it happens, I go, oh, is there an amend or a harm that I've done to somebody that I haven't made right? And I go from this big-sized, super-sized girl to hopefully a shift with God to be more God-sized. And that's the drastic step that's indicated is to, for me to see what's wrong in me and to confess it with my lips, not only to another person, but to the God of my understanding and to the person that I harm. And my prayer as I go along, I say, God, repair, to repair the damage that I've done in the past, I ask that you give me courage and clarity before I begin. Give me tact and common sense as I may come with a helpful and forgiving spirit. And may my manner be calm, direct, and open as I take ownership for my side of the street. Show me where to pause. And if I think I may become argumentative and remind me to keep it about me and not them, I place the outcome in your hand. Amen. And that's what this does for me. It shifts me from me to God. And it's beautiful. Just giving me one, two, three. Use the wisdom of others. 
ask God to help, but don't forget to ask that person permission because they might not want to hear your amends. And that's okay because you don't want to cause them more harm either. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And Freya H., you're up, followed by Michelle O. Good morning. This is Freya H., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Bulimic in Colorado. Um, Wow, great, amazing shares this morning. Thank you, everybody, for your service being here and making this meeting happen today. Um, As I'm listening to the shares, what's really striking me is that these directions that we obtain permission, we consult with others, and we ask God to help us is actually a skill set that I've been um, practicing since the beginning of program, you know, actually starting with the food, this idea that I don't just make decisions on my own, but I, you know, I consult with others. I, um, you know, I, I guess I, I obtain permission in the sense from, you know, my support team, whether it's a nutritionist, a sponsor or, or something else. And especially asking God to help me. So it, it starts for me, it starts with the food practicing these, um, the ideals and having integrity with my food that I just don't, I don't just do what I want when I want to do. And by the time I get to this step, um, I hopefully, you know, have built up these, this skill set so that I'm used to doing these things. I'm used to consulting with others. I'm used to pausing and asking God for help. And I had a sponsor, the first sponsor who took me through the big book, who just continually redirected me to my higher power. She said, by this time, that's where you're getting your direction. And, you know, definitely consult with others, but the, you know, the ultimate authority is your higher power. And, and you have to get quiet enough to hear the direction that's coming. So that was so important for me just to to get quiet and learn to, you know, learn with what's in my heart, what's in my gut, what is it telling me about this situation? So, um, and then I continue this, this skill set in, in especially step 11. So I'm really, I'm so grateful for, uh, for, for learning, learning to pause, learning to ask for direction, learning to consider others and having fellows who can offer me the guidance, but especially the guidance to, um, you know, to, to get in touch with my higher power. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Freya H. And Michelle O., you're up, followed by Matty M. Hi, good morning. This is Michelle O., uh, not recovered, compulsive overeater and bulimic. And I, I wanted to share a story today. I hope it's all right, because um, this is describing making amends in under extreme circumstances and consulting others. And many of those things I, I have not personally done yet. So um, I don't want this to be misrepresenting anything, but um, I do have a relationship with my higher power and I do have a sense of right and wrong that I sometimes tune into. And um, I, I recently had an experience about a year ago, my cat, I have like a free range cat. He has a cat door. I live in a close knit, community and he was gone for about a week and I put up the lost cat signs and um, was worried about him 
he's very friendly and this happens sometimes. And I found out after a week that he had been living with this man uh, about a block away from me and I got him home. And um, I had this, this knowing that happened to me after I found him, which is that I had found this cat under similar circumstances five years ago. And that when he was taken from me, I felt that he was mine and that others were doing the taking. But I had this knowing that um, I may have done the same thing. There was this potential original sin. And um, I had done the legally required things, you know, that you have to do when you find a cat. But I didn't try as hard as I did when I lost him. And um, I decided to make an amends for this and to put up found cat signs in the area where I had found him. And I, and I knew that it was unlikely to work, but I wanted to try as hard to, to find his original owner as I tried when, when uh, he was lost for me, taken from me. And um, he died. He got hit by a car about a week ago, two weeks ago. And I'm just happy that I had done that in, in an imperfect way. Um, but I'm happy that I did that before he died, knowing that um, I made that effort. And uh, I definitely shrank from it. I printed these signs for a while and didn't post them. Um, and anyway, I, I did so. And those are the types of things I look forward to doing in many other areas of my life when I do go through the steps and, and make full amends. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Michelle O. And Maddie M., you're up, followed by Nancy L. Uh, I'm Mati, and I am a grateful, recovering, compulsive uh, overeater. And uh, thank you uh, for your service and the wonderful shares. Um, and I've also circled so many words in this paragraph. And I was thinking of um, my compulsive nature and uh you know, the tension to find relief right away, the same way that I did uh, with food. Um, And, you know, the drastic, dramatic action without thinking about it or even in apologizing or making amends uh, of not um, either consulting others or, you know, considering the source, you know, considering my knowledge of other people when I approach them um, to make amends and to also uh, protect my own boundaries. And, of course, consult God uh, and not try to um, uh, do the self-reliance dance And I have to be so mindful about this. And thank God our program provides us with structure. And usually in the morning, I wake up, I pray and meditate. Then I have breakfast. And then I, you know, I consult my emails and look at whatever I need to take action. But it's from a, you know, quiet place connected with God. But this morning I I fell into this anxiety panic trap. I checked my phone and then I realized that 
this payment for a dentist. I didn't mail it. And I called in a panic. And I was talking so fast that the dentist assistant said, Mati, please take a breath because I'm not following you. And I knew at that time that I was, you know, spinning and apologizing and this and that. And he said, you know, you've done your payments. There's no problem. You can do your payment next week. Uh, But right after, I had to call someone in the program and just kind of backtrack. And um, my friend said, Mati, you didn't consult God. You just, you know, went for it. And so um, self-will run riot. (laughs) And it doesn't feel good anymore. I don't get the adrenaline rush, and I don't want to uh, do that. So thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you, Matty M. And Nancy L., please share with us. Good morning, and thank you to everyone that shared this morning. This has been a really um, heartwarming and healing uh, time for me. Um, I've done my step four and step five and step eight, and but I have an issue in my life that I'm I'm not sure how I can make amends or if amends can be made, but I was emotionally and verbally uh, abused in a, not a sexual manner, but um, by an older brother who abused me night after night. And um, and I left home. Um, I went away from home because of that abuse. And I, I've never, um, I've been around him at reunions and funerals, but I have never allowed him to be in, in my life. I've just uh, closed him out. And in the process of closing him out, I've also closed out my niece and my nephew, my um, great nieces and nephews, and that's been 60 years. And I don't feel like I owe him amends. I've, I've forgiven him. I've prayed to God and I've forgiven him for that. Um, maybe I do owe him some type of amends. But it's a thing. It's a thing that um, I live with. So I'm putting this out here this morning to see if other people have situations similar to that, and and how making amends in those kind of situations is useful, or how is it done? Um, I, I, I'm ask, I guess I'm asking the question today. I've prayed many, many times over these past years about this, and um, I still, I still do not want to put my myself in a position where I would be emotionally, spiritually, or verbally abused by someone that was abusive. Um, 
but it's it's a question I guess this morning more than uh, having having a share to say I've done this successfully because I haven't done anything about it except talk to my God about it and um, and let it rest easy. So I will pass with that and uh, appreciate all the shares because they're so meaningful and speak to my heart very much. So I pass and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy L. And it looks like we probably have time for two more shares, maybe three. Anybody else like to share on page 80, first paragraph? Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. One more. Melissa W. Melissa W. Perfect. All right. Katie G., please go ahead. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for taking the meeting. Before securing this, um, before taking this action, we secure this, their consent. And as before the meeting, someone mentioned that drastic is mentioned twice. Drastic means likely to have strong or far-reaching effect, radical, and extreme. And so for me, um, actually securing their consent, it is important that I talk to a sp- sponsor. It is vital that I talk to a recovered person. But it's also vital that I secure their consent so that I don't do drive-by amends. I heard a couple months ago, and this was brilliant, if I don't do a harm via text, I don't make the amend via text. That's not an amend for me. Um, That's that's what um, someone shared and that resonated with me and my God. I also wanna share like there's a reason these steps are in order. You know, when I first came into the rooms and I heard about amends, I just walked around making apologies. And if you wanna have to make amends for your apologies, have at it. But I know I shared this the other day, but it is, it's a really uncomfortable situation to have to figure out how to fix that. So I know that it feels good, and I love the sharing about how it feels good, but that's not what this is about. Uh, my biological mother waited years before she wanted to talk to me. My husband is not interested in talking to me right now. He's interested in seeing a demonstration of my behaviors. He's interested in seeing me change. And that's what amends are about. And so I think for me, what has been so such a growing adventure in this program of recovery is to pause and to consider the other person because that's not who I am like I want you all to consider me and my needs and my need to say look I made all these pretty pretty amends and now I'm riding off into the sunset with rainbows and ponies but that's not what this is about this is about showing up and giving people back their reality and then accepting the reality if the reality is someone doesn't want to talk to me that's God gave us all free will, and perhaps it's up to me to sit with that discomfort and consider, wow, I harmed someone. And look, Katie, there are consequences to your behavior, consequences, which is something I never, ever want to accept. And thanks be to God, because of this program, like starting with step one, I learned if I eat, there are consequences. People can't trust me because I'm binging my brains out, right? Like that's the kind of thing that I start to learn. And thanks be to God, hopefully I start growing up. With that, I pass. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Katie G. And Melissa W., you're up. 
Hi, Melissa W. Recovered in New York. Um, I love this program, and I love that I was just—I was just going to talk about how grateful I am that the steps are in order because I came in. The first uh, conversation I had with my sponsor was that I was um, um, really—I was dying to um, make amends to a, a, a husband I was separated from that I was trying to reconcile with. You know, I was like faith in the food I had, like. 12 hours away from a relapse and that's what I wanted to do was reconcile with a husband um, and uh, she told me that that's not what we were going to do and that we were going to work the steps you know and the thing is my whole life before was like drastic dramatic and immediate that's what that's what the, the name of the game was when I look at this you know all of this is telling me, you know, we're not going to be drastic, that we're going to actually, like, consult with others, you know, that we're going to ask for help. But I didn't ask for help before. I never needed help. I didn't think about what others thought at all. Like, I, I, none of this, none the fact that, that I did any of these things, that I even cared about what other people thought, it, is it, that onto itself is a miracle, the fact that I do these things today, that I have a pause in my life is a miracle, that I care about other people today is is a miracle. And it's interesting, I heard um, a speaker tape once and they talked about in, um, in how it works, that language about the actor. It says, the show doesn't come off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him well. He decides to exert himself more. And that idea of he begins to think, he decides to do. Begins to think, decides to do. And that's just self-will. And that if we practice this program, in between begins to think, decides to do, that immediacy, immediacy of that, we get to insert prayer that we get to have pause in between begins to think and decides to do so that that doing in between those two, there's God and that we're acting along spiritual lines. And that's what this program gives us. And I'm so grateful for that because when I was just doing as I wanted to be doing, it just didn't go very well. Um, and so grateful for all of you. Um, and, and thanks for everyone who did service online today. So take care. Thank you, Melissa W. And we have time for a one minute share if anybody wants to take it. All righty. Well, oh, somebody there? Joanne W. Yep, you have just a minute, Joanne. Okay, thank you. I am Julianne W. from Pennsylvania, um, recovering co-sober reader. Um, and the stand out for me are the drastic actions of the well, quote of think before you act. I usually have that backwards. I still do sometimes I act and then I think about it. Not having always the consideration of how the other people take it or react or consider their feelings about about when I share. And if it's more about giving to get back. And I can relate to so many people, so many shares in this meeting and talking to me so much. 
of this and to thank everybody for their sharing all their, their wisdom and all the past. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you to everyone who shared this morning. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, August the 20th, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 17,601. That's 17601. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Dara L., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.